Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313-RADICAL now. That's area code 313-RADICAL. And ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant. What to do when your wife is having an affair. What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless. What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month. What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms. What to do when she has left the home with or without the children. What to do when you are divorced but didn't want it. Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So... Sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, the podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. But moreover, well, my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and we're marriage unchained. The art of one flesh divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day while also helping me understand marriage and courting, not dating in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 133rd episode the Holy Lover series continues with how to save my Catholic marriage when my wife has given up. And today we uncover gift number 24, part one. So plus your live phone calls. So get in that queue, call 313-RADICAL or call from your browser at callinstudio.com for some resolution to your marriage confusion. And so today we have a really great quote that really goes with our show today. Today is going to be a good, good show today and the next show, which will be next Tuesday. But I couldn't think of a great title, a good title. So it's not very, <laughs> the title's not very descriptive of the show, um, the subtitle, I mean. And I, I, you know, I didn't know what to say to get people to want to be curious about this show but this is going to be a very good show and you will be in yourself uh, doing yourself a great disservice if you don't stay for at least the entire 45 minutes to an hour. So quote of the day, let's 
do this. Quote, it takes three to make love in heaven, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It takes three for heaven to make love to earth, God, man, and Mary, through whom God became man. It takes three to make love in the Holy Family, Mary and Joseph, and the consummation of their love, our Lord Jesus Christ. It takes three to make love in hearts, the lover, the beloved, and the love. That nations, hearts, and homes may learn that love does not so much mean to give oneself to another as for both lovers to give themselves to that passionless passion, which is God. End quote. Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, book three, to get married. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern, for some resolution to your marriage confusion. Okay, so let's get this rocking. So how to save my marriage when my wife is given up? Nine tips to embrace God as a divine lover in your life, bedroom, and home. And today's gift 24, which states, a holy lover understands it takes three to make love. You, your beloved, and God, the divine lover. So why... In this radical rant, we're going to talk about some questions here. We're going to cover some things. And as usual, I want to pose to you some questions that I hope that you can understand and not understand. I know you're going to understand it. I mean, to understand, to get you to contemplate the show today and what we're going to be discussing. So why is it important to invite God into our bedrooms? Most people have a thing with that. They think it's I don't know what people think. I mean, it's. I guess they think it's weird, um, but without without God in your bedroom, the lust soon leaves, and it will leave. And the intimacy after the lust leaves, then there's no intimacy. I'm just putting this so totally wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. The intimacy leaves, and the lust arrives. Okay. And so, with that being said, we've got to understand that we need grace from God in our bedrooms to keep our lovemaking sessions holy um, and of him, because when we insert lust and eroticism into our, into our bedrooms, Jesus Christ and the Trinity leave. Okay. And one of the things we should also think about too, is that every time that as a husband and wife, we make love, we are renewing our marriage vows before God in the heavenly court. We want, God in our room. Um, most people, they, they, they have sex before they get married. Then they get married and they can't understand why the, the, why the intimacy and the great so-called sex they had before is gone. Well, it's gone um, because there was never really, it was always there, it was lust was there. Eroticism was there. Your complete and utter um, passion on the wrong side was there. 
Um, and so now what is craving, what your marriage is craving is intimacy. Intimacy is long lasting. If you ca- if you cultivate it and you keep it in your in your in your home and in your life and in your bedroom with your with your with your beloved. OK. Grace and ultimate intimacy. You've got to understand that love requires grace. OK. Grace from God. The love between you and your wife requires grace. Um, so as a couple, we, we want to journey closer to God with our lovemaking. Okay. We do not want to repel God, we want to invite him in because the more we embrace God, then the more our love flows. Now, don't get me wrong. A lot of Christians do this wrong. They do. The, the concept of the faith sometimes can be very difficult, but a lot of people do this wrong and then they can't understand why their love is not, is not, um, it's not flourishing. Okay. Again, it takes three to make love. It takes three to make love. It takes three to make love. Why is love meant to be shared? Because love is meant to be shared because love will not spread. It will stay within the person. Um, if, if we're not sharing love, then what happens is if like when we're making love, if we're not sharing that with another person, if we're encorpsed in ourself and we're and we're only trying to share that love within ourself, there is fruitless. There's nothing that, that that's abounding by that. There's nothing that spans time or spans into the world um, and into the universe. And a lot of people, we really don't understand when we Intimacy is something that should be shared with the one that you have told God that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this person. And when we taint it by whatever we do, offenses against chastity, which is what, of course, lust, prostitution, uh, um, homosexuality, uh, uh, what do you call uh, um, <laughs> I'm drawing a blank, y'all. Um, but anyway, those kinds of things, you know, lust, those kind of things, um, masturbation, pornography, prostitution, um, all those kind of things. Those are offenses against chastity, which are offenses against God, which what they they halt and stymie procreation, which is the real reason that we are here on this earth. Don't get it twisted. You are here to make babies. You are here. Why? Because those babies are souls. And then those souls are to be returned to God as an eternity in the beatific vision. Okay. It is our job as parents to create souls that will, that can spend the rest of eternity with God without that mission, without God being so loving, then there is no reason for us to even be here. Okay, because this 100 years is really nothing but a test. And if we can't pass the test, then we are not worthy of uh, being in front of God. Okay. Um, Also, why is love meant to be shared? Because if we don't share our love through offenses of chastity, then we turn up up on ourselves. It's called selfishness, ego, and then the pride. The ego is a very powerful thing. Because we are naturally born, you know, selfish. We all, most of us know that. And so it takes a great amount of effort over our lifetime to defeat that. Okay. So how can selfishness murder our marriage, kill our sex life and serve, I mean, and sever our relationship with with the divine lover? 
Again, how can selfishness murder our marriage, kill our sex life, and serve and sever our relationship with the divine lover? How can we truly love God, our beloved, and our children if we always consider our wants, desires, and needs first? Bam. That's that's it. <laughs> that's enough on that question. <laughs> I mean, I say the answer again. How can you as a husband, a man, a father, truly love your wife, your children, and God if what we consider on a daily basis is our wants, desires, and needs first? It can never happen. We will always stay where we are. We will not progress in this life, and we will not be worthy of, of the divine author. We will not be worthy of his presence. Okay? Next. Um, so, that being said, man, um, in our last series, we discussed clues of what a, um, or when a wife may want a divorce or separation these that was a very important series. It was 33 clues to help you as a man know when your wife is unhappy, know when she is thinking about divorce, learn when she is um, the clues that she gives off when she really wants to leave and the emotional connection in your marriage is gone. Okay. And I wanted you to try to avoid that. That's why I went over that. But I know men, we refuse to listen. And when it comes to marriage relationships, and when we do listen, we've avoided the problem so long that we find ourselves in what the church calls marriage crisis, meaning divorce, separation, sex, no sex, arguing constantly, etc. But in this series, the Holy Lover series, I give husbands solutions in case they didn't heed my warnings in the divorce series um, or a husband has come to this podcast after that series has ended because it was very important. And, it needs, and he needs help in getting out of his marriage. So I also make a bold claim that these 33 gifts of a holy lover will satisfy and fulfill your beloved wife forever if you embrace them as a husband and you learn them. Okay. I must also be completely transparent and honest. A husband cannot do this on his own and expect to completely fulfill his wife. He needs help. And marriage coaching help to be exact. Why? Because he needs help, guidance, and the act of building many habits to achieve this greatness. Marriage is the hardest relationship on this earth to get great. But the battle for greatness is always 10 times worth the struggle. This is why I tell men all the time, yes, the pain is great. Yes, the struggle is hard. But the payoff is astronomical. Your life will even can change and when guys come to me, they're in such pain, they're in such anxiety, they're in such depression, they have no idea what's going to happen, what's next, and they just, they can't, they're in, basically they inhale. You know, I have guys actually argue with me about their situation and why we should keep their situation the same way they're doing it, because they, they can't think clearly, they can't see their way out of the hell that they are currently in. You have no clue how it feels if you've never experienced it. When your wife comes to you and says, I want a divorce, I'm packing up, I'll be gone by the 30th, by the first of the month, and the kids are coming with me. All of a sudden, your whole life that you thought was important, you thought your job was important, you thought your money was important, you thought your car was important, you thought your relationship with your, with your parents was important, you thought your relationship with your kids was important. None of that stuff matters anymore. Because you understand as a man, immediately, immediately it kicks in that I just lost my life. I'm in the battle for my life like right now. Okay. 
So the Holy Lover series, how to save your marriage when your wife is giving up, 33 gifts that will satisfy her forever will help and they work. But as always requires a husband to be a man of action. Again, I must ask you, are you a holy lover? Which is you becoming the man that God created you to be and you becoming the husband your wife needs. If you can't do that, you will lose your wife. You will, And if you don't lose her, it'll be a mediocre marriage for 50 years and you will hate it. Okay? No more excuses. It's time for us as husbands to enter the battle, to begin warrior mode. Satan has our wife and to combat that, me was, we must don our armor, lift our shield, and sheathe our sword. And the spiritual battle is now up on us. I ask you, what will you do as a man? Return to your man cave or enter the battle for Christ, your wife, and your children. There, there are third three gifts of a holy lover and third three gifts to the satisfaction and fulfillment of your beloved wife if you choose to embrace them. And today we have covered up to this point 23 of the 33 gifts. We are now on number 24, which states a holy lover understands it takes three to make love you, your beloved and God, the divine lover. And as a man of the home, the defender from evil, your duty and responsibility is to give your life away each and every day in defense of your home from what? The diabolical. If you lack the will for battle, then I would try my best and the Holy Spirit would try to help motivate you to again become the man that God has created you to be, not to be a normal everyday dude that is clueless. The only question is, will you cooperate? And so after the break, what we'll do, stay with me. We're going to dive into this, man. You're going to love it, dude. It's going to get your mind thinking deep like a philosopher. <laughs> so hang with me, okay? Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Here we go. Here we go. So as promised, how to save your Catholic marriage when your wife has given up. Nine tips to embrace the divine lover in your life, bedroom, and home. And again, one more time, today's gift is gift 24, part one, which states a holy lover understands it takes three to make love. You, your beloved, and God, the divine lover. So now we're going to get into the action steps to help you embrace God as a divine lover in your life 
in your bedroom and in your home, which will, which will ignite the desire, devotion, and passion from your beloved wife for your marriage and for our Lord himself. Today, we will cover four of the nine. And on our next show, we will cover the other five because I know me, if I don't, if I try to do all nine of them, we will be here till 12 o'clock. <laughs> we'll be here for two hours. <laughs> and I'm not trying to do that. So I must put the show in the two to, to make it consumable for you and more consumable for me. So I bring this to you today as a form of collaboration of my thoughts and a source from Father John A. Harden S.J., Chastity and Chastity and Charity in Marriage from the Institute on Religious Life, Sacrament of the Matrimony Series, Ann Arbor, Michigan, 1993. Now, look, I, I can't express to y'all the, the importance of understanding the faith. We've got to get our brains into the faith. The Catholic Church has all the answers. 2,000 years of wealth and knowledge that God and Jesus Christ have, have um, given us in revelation to understand him and um, in, in the heavens, okay? And if we, if you really say you love Christ, if you really say you love God, then what you will do is you will get knowledge of him, and knowledge of him, the most complete and full knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, the divine lover, God himself, is inside the Catholic Church, the documents. There's over 5,000 parchments um, for the proof of, of God, of Jesus Christ, over his time. And it's time for us to really start to understand the saints and what they're here for and what they left us. And you can do it. You can do it, man. I promise you. Leave the negativity. When you research the faith, leave the negativity alone. Allow the divine lover to lead you to him who is God, who is himself. And if you go into it without any uh, prejudices, it will lead you to the church. It will lead you to the Catholic church. It will. Because the beauty of it and the knowledge of it and the mysteries of it will draw you there. Okay, so let's rock into this. Father John Harden and, of course, Jerry Jacobs, Jr., my little thoughts on his takes and stuff like that. So it's kind of a combination. Like I said, it's a collaboration. So let's go. It takes three to make love. Point one, we are naturally selfish. So we are of a fallen nature. We are born selfish. I think we pretty much know that. Um, Die to self means just what it says. We must die to what we want and be molded by God himself. This is why when you hear people talk about, you know, I'm a Catholic, you know, I'm going to do it my way. I, you know, they say they love God, but then I say, hey, what do you think about abortion? Oh, I'm for pro-choice. I'm pro-choice. Well, is that is that of God? Is it? Or you go, hey, you know, that's like saying, hey, I believe in rape. You believe in rape? Is that of God? You do? You know, hey, I believe that I don't have to go to church every Sunday. Well, okay, he's your creator. So that's a more, that's a major, major sin. So you believe that you don't have to go worship God. You just go whenever you want. This is the true love of God dying to yourself, conform to his will. Why? Because his will carries you 
through the universe. His will carries you to him. And if you can't, we can't even, if we can't even like accept the Ten Commandments, which is the natural law, which is written on our hearts, how can you expect to be in heaven to be even be worthy to be go to go to the big party? And I must say, and this might, I must say that you are not worthy of that. You must embrace the church. You must embrace the will of God in your life, which means what? You are made for something greater than doubt of our Lord. And if you have doubt, that's a good thing in itself. Your job as a husband, as a man, as a father is to get off your butt and go out there and find the answers to the doubt. That's what a man does. We don't sit about bitching and whining about it for, for 50 years. Okay. The way we become pure and holy and are then worthy of heaven. This way, I'm sorry, we become pure and holy and are then worthy of heaven. The same is true during the mental embrace. We must die to ourselves, meaning forgetting what we want in lieu of what our beloved wife needs. We must change our attitude, lose our selfishness. When we sacrifice for something greater than ourselves, our wife, our children, our marriage, God, humility and holiness replace the old you. But this requires grace, which is why we must embrace the three to make love concept. Number two, it takes three to make love. Point number two, essence of sexual pleasure. If we are naturally selfish, born selfish, then naturally this easily presents itself inside the bedroom during our lovemaking, which for that reason alone, we must invite the divine lover into our session. Please hear me. Inviting the, the divine lover into our session removes lust. Lust, it renews our marriage vows and ignites our long-lasting intimacy for our beloved wife. Love is meant to be shared. Sex is love. God created sex and is pure love himself. Therefore, we must conclude the very essence of sex demands that it be shared with our beloved and God. Therefore, the essence of sex should never be experienced alone as it is an offense to God, the world, and the universe, in, in, and an injustice to the supernatural institution of marriage and our beloved wife. You cannot, it will not become holy in life or during the mental embrace until you, as a husband, defeat selfishness. Selfishness of pornography, selfishness of infidelity, selfishness of masturbation, Selfishness of neglect of our beloved wife, selfishness of putting everything above her only when you need her as your job, your parents, your children. All of these things, all they do is invite Satan to get in the center of you, God and your wife. And so God leaves. And guess what? Your beloved wife will leave, too. Next, it takes three to make love. Point three. Chastity builds on the love of God. What is chastity? Okay, that's a confusing term, and I know, so I'm going to, I say it a lot, and a lot of people say it a lot, especially the Catholic faith, and but nobody really ex explains what it, it means. So I went to CatholicAnswers.com, which for any of you who want to explore the faith and understand the trueness and the fullness of the Christian faith, you will go to CatholicAnswers.com or Catholic.com. And you will start to research. 
you were listening to the shows, you were uh, you were going to the forums, you were asked questions, you will become part of God, of the knowledge of trying to know God. Once you do, a lot of things that you hear me say, they will start to make sense. But a lot of you, a lot of things I do say make sense. That is the Holy Spirit working on you. And, and, and what that is meaning is, is driving you to get knowledge of your beloved. It's driving you to get knowledge of God himself. It's driving you to get knowledge of the Holy Spirit and the angels in heaven, hell, and purgatory. Death, judgment, heaven, and hell. All of these things are important. If every day as a man we are not considering our mortality, if we're not considering death, judgment, heaven, and hell, we are doing ourselves an injustice. We, it takes us off our game. It takes us off the love of our wife, the love from our wife. You think that you can remain the way you are and your wife and God and your children and everybody will still love you, but they won't. They won't. When you're 20 and you're still the same way you were, you're 50 and you're still the same way you were at 20, people rebel against that stuff. It's natural for us too. Well, you know, he's 50 now and he's still running out trying to chase women. He's 50 now and he's still running out trying to drive all the fancy cars. He's 50 now, and he, all he does is think about his work 12 hours a day and chasing money all the time. He's 50 years old, and all he cares about is his boat and playing golf and going fishing and going camping and playing video games. Dude, come on. We've got to start to understand that this life has a meaning. And if you're 50, that means you got 50 years left. Okay, let's put it in perspective here. You got 50 years left. What are you going to do with them? Are you going to die with a wife that can't stand you? Are you going to die with children that hate you? Are you going to die with, with, a, with, with, a, with your, your relationship with God severed? Are you? I know you're not. I hope you're not. But it will go to, it's going to take work. So what is chastity? Chastity is the virtue which excludes or moderates the indulgence of the sexual appetite. It is a form of the virtue of temperance, which controls, according to right reason, the desire for and use of those things which afford the greatest sensual pleasures. I love temperance. I love temperance. I love temperance. Temperance is how you, you become meek. Temperance is how you become patient. Temperance is how you become humble because temperance pushes you. It tests you. Either you're going to temper yourself, you're going to temper your anger, you're going to temper your lust for sex, you're going to temper your your lust, your, uh, your desire for drugs or for food or for anything else. If you can't get yourself under control as a husband, you are useless to the family. If as a man, you cannot get your anger under control and your frustration under control, you are loose, useless to God, you're useless to your wife, and you're useless to your children. A real man, an authentic, true man, a Christian soldier, a man of courage, controls himself. Just think about it as a man. Your whole life from the time you were, what, nine or ten years old, you have been called by society, by God by the Holy Spirit, by your job, by your parents, everything that you come in contact to control yourself as a man. And that means control your passions, control your desires, 
Um, control your anger, control your frustrations, control your wants, your desires, and your needs. This is how you become true man. This is how you do it. And you know how you do it? You know how I know it? Because all I got to do right now in my office is look on the wall, and there's a God on a crucifix open to the world, and he's telling me how to do it. Okay? So again, chastity is you, it moderates your indulgence of your sexual appetite. So this is God, it's a virtue. So this is God telling you that as a man, you must control your desires. Why? Because it leads you to him who is holy, which is what sex does. When you, when you, when we as men do sex right, it is holy. It leads him to, it leads us to him who is holy. And our beloved wife loves us and respects us and becomes devoted to us. Okay? So, we cannot defeat selfishness in our lives unless we love God and embrace him. To give pure love to our beloved, the love of God must be present first and foremost. Why? Because of grace. Remember, it takes grace to subdue our rages, our unholy passions, and our selfishness. Again, gentlemen, this is why it takes three to make love. Your wife, I know some of us right now, our wives hate us. I know some of us right now, our wives are indifferent to us. They, she avoids us. And matter of fact, some of us, we avoid her too. But is this the way to love? Is this what you got married for? Is this why you're here? I mean, really? Is this why that, you know, you married that woman, you know, to become and wanted her to become the mother of your children? Man, I had to tell a man yesterday, man, he struggled for a year. He struggled for a year, gentlemen. He was been with me for a year, a year. His wife has left him for a year. And before he came to me right when she was ready to leave and all that stuff. And I had to fight tooth and nail to get this man to embrace what I'm telling you because it works. And man, she left him. She left and moved to another state. She had another man. All this stuff, all the stuff, all the worst, all of the worst thing that you could ever consider in your marriage happened to this guy. So he prayed and he prayed and he worked with me and he did the best he could. And he 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 uh, he embraced the principles, and then last night, last night after a year, his wife comes home with the children, and wants to move back into their house. So a man of resentment, a man of anger, a man of frustration, frustration, a man who can't control himself. What would he do? He would tell her to get the hell away from me. I've moved on. But is that what Christ would have you do? Because remember, man, it takes two to screw up a marriage, no matter how you and your wife look at it. Sure, some of some of a lot of the faults, you know, some most of the fault might be yours, or most of the fault might be hers. But in the end, it doesn't matter, man. It takes two to screw up a marriage. But it takes three to break it back. It takes three to bring it back. And so if he would have over that year, if I would allow him to, to embrace his resentment, to embrace his uncertainty, 
to to embrace his no not having any confidence, he would know how to handle his wife now that she's back. And it's his first marriage. When it's your first marriage, man, you 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 fight harder for it. This is why God is, is against divorce. This is why it's a sin to divorce. Because sin makes us stupid, right? We married, we get married twice. Well, that marriage is instead of 20 years in the marriage, we only last five. Our third marriage, instead of five years in the marriage, we only last a year. You know why? Because we have no thirst for battle. We have no will to fight. But in our first marriages, we instinctually know, oh my God, I can't let her go. I can't let him go. I got to keep fighting until I'm completely exhausted on the field of battle. And, and that's how you have to be. But you know what? Me telling you that story is for you to feel empathetic for that man, to, to know the struggles he's went through. Now, look, the, you know, the chances, you know, he's, it still might not work out, it's, it, but it might work out. The odds are it will. But the thing about it is he has learned the skills to, to please her, to make her happy, to make her devoted to him. And so if he keeps learning and keeps moving forward and keeps journeying towards God, he will get these things that he desires. And this is what I want for you. But I must let you know that it, it takes a lot of work. It really does. Every woman's hurt a little differently. Some is really, really deep. Some is still deep, but not as deep. So it's levels. You know, your job is to not care about all that. Your job is to fight the battle with Satan because the battle is not against you and your wife. That's the mistake everybody makes. The, the mistake is between the mistake is between um, the battle is between you and Satan for the soul of your wife. And that's how it works. OK, so. um, Next. Last one for today. It takes three to make love. Point four, love God, and from that, love thy neighbor. Remember that the natural law is written up on our hearts, and that is the Ten Commandments. What does this mean? God placed his love inside us when we were born. He did not abandon us without some sort of way to draw us to him. Without the natural law and the grace of God in the world, we would all simply lose all control and kill each other, and basically be as uncontrollable animals and demons. The natural law is important as we instinctively know that murder is wrong. Stealing is wrong. Lying is wrong. Sex outside of marriage is wrong. Not honoring God is wrong. We don't have to be told that these things are wrong. We know that they're wrong instinctually. If some if if a man kills somebody and he goes before the judge, the judge doesn't have to tell him, well, you know that was wrong, don't you? Because he knew it was wrong. If if a man rapes a woman or a woman rapes a man or whatever, they don't have to be told that's wrong. Because why? Instinctually inside of us, it's been placed in us to the natural law. Okay. The natural law is important as if we instinctually know, again, that murder is wrong, for example, stealing is wrong, for example. We may try to deny it, but without the natural law, we would become lawless. For this very strong reason, 
We must conclude that there is a God and we were created, as he said, in the Garden of Eden. Again, we cannot truly love our beloved, our children, our neighbor, if we do not embrace the divine lover. Again, gentlemen, we did not come from monkeys. We did not come from gorillas. We came from our Lord, from God himself, the creator, the divine lover. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streamed on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, and CatholicAlpha.com. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all right, gentlemen, we are back and we are in conclusion for today. Um, and I hope that, that that part one got you to thinking and considering some things. Um, and I want you to really understand, man, that you are meant for greatness, which is the quote I'm going to quote as I quote every day at the end of uh, every, every, every show. You are meant for greatness, man. You're not meant for comfort. That's what that quote means. You know, the quote is from St. Pope Benedict the Sixteenth. The, the quote is, and really, hear this quote. Hear what I'm going to say and really, really think about what I'm saying. What the Pope said. He says, society offers you comfort, but you were not made for comfort. You were made for greatness. That's the quote. That's the quote. Society's gonna offer you offers you comfort. Once you walk outside that those church doors, society gives you every opportunity to go to hell. It does. Comfort and joy. You hear it all the time. Hope for change. Comfort and joy. Happy, 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 happy. But with an authentic, true man of Christ, those he knows that the that that's not true. That we are not here for comfort and joy, because comfort and joy makes us soft. It 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 it, it makes us weak. We lose our thirst for battle against the, the diabolical. But we were made. But we uh we realize that this is a test that God placed us here for this hundred years because it is a test. A test of of are we worthy to be with him? Are we worthy 
of those that beautiful wife and those children that we that we have. Are we? Are you? Am I? And so when he says you were not made, you were made for greatness, you weren't you were not made for comfort. That's what he means. You're made for greatness and only you can only become great when you decide to embrace the battle and and not let the world tell you all this stuff and and, and mold you. Cuz listen, People have this thing about their kids. Well, I don't have to. My kid can decide when my kid wants to go to if my kid wants to go to church or not. You know, my kid don't have to do my my kid can go to this crazy public school. I don't. Have, I can put my kid in daycare for ten years, and I can do all this stuff, and my kid's gonna turn out okay. No, he ain't. He's not. Because either your kid is gonna be molded by God and the church, or your kid's gonna be molded by Satan and the diabolical. And there is no in-between. It really isn't. People think their kids grow up and they're good by luck. No, it's not that. You, your kids grow up because you are good parents and you molded them early and you disciplined them properly. And so this is what our, our, our Pope's talking about, that we're, we were not made for comfort as men. We're made for greatness. Our souls are made for greatness because, remember, there's a hierarchy in heaven. There's a hierarchy in heaven, right? Just like there's a hierarchy in hell. Don't get it twisted. Every day, like I said earlier, every day you as a man should be considering your mortality. Now, some of you might think, Jerry, that's a buzz killer. No, it's not a buzz killer, man. It's really not. That keeps you on your game. It lets you realize, man, I ain't got all this time I think I got. I got to get myself together. I got to get my family and my home together. Okay? So that being said, in conclusion, as we always do, <laughs> we end with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, which states, which states, society offers you comfort but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast. Pray and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313-RADICAL. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang!